Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening, depending on when and where you're listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And I wanted to introduce this week's topic in the hashtag that life. And it's how we treat the opposite sex. Because in today's society, it's easy to get caught up in a culture of disrespect and intolerance towards others and their views. And with growing up, we have all experienced how different little girls' and boys' views differ. However, respecting the opposite sex is a sign of maturity, not immaturity, and also confidence. It shows that you're open-minded and tolerant of other people's beliefs. In this week's episode of Hashtag Deadlife, a part of the Beyond Real Estate podcast, we'll be discussing why it's important to teach our kids to respect the opposite sex. If you want our kids to show respect for themselves, we need to start by respecting the opposite sex. Welcome to Beyond Real Estate with Jaylick, the podcast discussing parenting, real estate, and business. Every week we go in-depth on how to become successful in life and business. Nick, take it away. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on another episode of Hashtag Dad Life. Here with the Beyond Real Estate, as always, I'm joined by Jalen McKenna. And Jake, wanted to get into this topic of respecting the opposite sex as being a sign of maturity. So when someone's not even mature, how is it a kind of maturity to respect the opposite sex? Yeah, the first thing is you're just understanding that another person's point of view has some value in it. So you're no longer just saying, I'm the center of attention, which we all know when little kids are growing up, they, they basically have that the world revolves around me type mentality. They're It's very hard for them to get out of that. And so when you start respecting other people's point of views and what's more diametrically opposed than a little girl and a little boy's point of view of how the world work. Once you're able to understand that, once your kids are able to understand that other point of view, you are able to see that your kids are now maturing. So instead of it being this, hey, now my kids are just they're agreeing with other people, view it as a sign of maturity when they're not picking on someone else for having a different point of view or little boys, little girls think bugs are gross and boys think girls have cooties. And once you get away from that, you start realizing, yeah, they're not doing those types of things and treating the other, the opposite sex as kind of this other. That's actually a sign of maturity versus just this kind of tolerance. It really is a sign of maturity. Nick, going to throw that run right back at you. So when you see your kids are respecting the opposite sex, how for you, how do you view that as a sign of maturity of kids growing? Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head when it came to the tolerance piece and being considerate of another's point of view. And I think ultimately it also comes back to us as adults, whether it be teachers, whether it be coaches, whether it be parents to show it through actions as well. Because I think it's one thing to say, it's another thing to do it. I think if adults are preaching, hey, that's important to treat the opposite sex with, with respect, but then they turn around and how a husband talks to his wife or vice versa. And if kids see that, again, it's hard to pick up on what's because I'm hearing one thing, but I'm seeing another thing, right? Yeah, I'm the demeaning of our talk. So I feel like a lot of that is incidental. Nonetheless, it's picked up on, especially by kids in when we demean the opposite sex for you're so stupid, why would you ever think that? And now with that, whoa, I think therein lies the challenge, right? Because we don't do a lot of things necessarily. We don't think before we say a lot of times. And so it's a fine line. 
right? It's a fine line with, we, we talked about bullying already and how it's a fine line of, am I just kidding? Am I teasing? Or have I crossed the line? In yeah. the opposite sex, I think, especially for kids, it is a fine line because you want them to be kids to a degree. But at the same time, like you said, you have to take those steps and have them be mindful and self-aware to understand, hey, that's going too far. Yeah, and I think uh, to, to that point too, and rolling right into our next kind of topic we wanted to cover, it's important to consider both sides of an issue. So if you want to have a child that is not necessarily a world traveler, but someone that's well-learned and versed in other cultures, other ideologies and viewpoints, or able to have a good conversation with others, that all starts from being able to understand both sides of an issue and understand that your side might have just as many problems with it as the other sides. So when the first thing that a kid is usually dealing with, because at home they're dealing with generally a married couple is going to have similar points of view on something or to a, a greater degree going to have very similar points of view on how the world works and how society should function if it's functioning well. And so when they go to school, Again, they're going to have other boys, other girls that are the same sex as them that they interact with and that they agree with generally on those topics because they've only been taught one point of view. And so they get just naturally you're going to be you're going to want to talk to other people with your same point of view. And so by understanding the opposite sex, though, the other boys or other girls, you're able to understand the sooner that your kids understand that their points of view are rational or that they have valid points of view, the quicker your child is going to be able to understand and start learning that points of view outside of themselves and outside of their own household also hold merit to some degree. So Nick, when it comes to that, considering both sides of an issue and how that's related to kids growing up and understanding the opposite sex, what are your views on that? And how can you foster that to to where your kids aren't being effectively a simp, right? Where they just, they blindly agree with other people just for the sake of they have different views or, right. but at the same time, fostering curious mind yep. effectively. Yep. Yeah, I think a couple things come to mind. One being empathy, right? Not sympathy, mm. not feeling bad for someone, but understanding where someone yeah. is coming from. I think that's an interesting and important trait to introduce to kids is being empathetic. You don't know why someone's pissed off and talks down to other people all the time. But again, their home life might be the key to uncovering that mystery. I think also it's important to remind our kids of just hear people out, it doesn't mean you have to agree with them, right? But you're giving people the space and the opportunity to be heard. And as you and I well know, it's you can change your viewpoint when you have new information to say, oh, I hadn't thought about oh, yeah. that. That's a good <laughs> point. And now I see again, being empathetic to a situation is, oh, I, now I see where you're coming from. I totally wasn't thinking of it that way because it's hard to learn new things when you're the one talking. Much easier to learn when you're listening and you hear people out. And again, listening does not mean you have to agree with them. It just means you give people that platform to, to be heard. Yeah, yeah, I really like that distinction that you made there of empathy versus sympathy. And I feel like where, in my opinion, where people go too far when listening to other people's point of views is they do have, instead of having an empathy for them saying, hey, I understand where you're coming from, don't agree with it or do agree with it to this degree instead of having that 
approach to it. It's now just a, I, do I have sympathy for you or not? And so that's where teaching your kids to have teaching and showing your kids how an empathetic mind works is a huge distinction. And, and it's a lot easier to start when on the playground, Hey, they wanted to play on the monkey bars and you weren't playing on the monkey bars. And so they got there first. Like you have to empathize with them. They were there first. That's empathy. You're not sympathizing with them. Whereas if you take, if you push them off the monkey bar, you need to feel bad for them. It's understand what their goal was and what they're enjoying doing and empathize in that way. So I think that you did a really good job there of how respecting the opposite sex shows that you're open-minded and tolerant. And that comes down to empathy. Sure. Now, here's something that I want to hear your point of view on first. It's how is this, meaning respecting the opposite sex, a way of showing you're confident in your own beliefs? I think that is something that a lot of people miss in that having this respect for the opposite sex and just for everyone in general, but as a kid for the opposite sex actually shows that you're confident in your own beliefs. Nick, elaborate on that point. Yeah, I think confidence comes from doing, right? And it's not just a belief, it's carrying that through with your actions. There again, I think by doing so, people gravitate towards those things. I think people can be easily gravitated towards the polarizing side of it of I put people down and that's going to attract some. And I think that's always going to be the case in any society. But I think the majority of people want to follow those that are confident within their beliefs and that are open-minded and accepting. And I think that's where the vast majority line within their beliefs. That's where my head goes initially. When I think of it's a way, it meaning your ability to be open-minded enough to consider someone else. That's your, yeah. it's a way of showing that you're confident because again, it's aligning your beliefs with your actions and yep. again, being consistent within that and being consistent within not just you and me talking about it, but then when you're put in those environments socially and now you're amongst friends, it's being able to draw that line and calling BS where it starts and stops. Yeah. And I guess I, I, I started thinking about this as I'm going and so that's probably potentially middle school, maybe a high school environment. Like how do we get that confidence in younger ones I don't know that confidence is necessarily going to be there, but again, it's those stepping stones and having those conversations. We talked about this in prior topics, having conversations like this around a dinner table on a car ride home and not just waiting for some massive scenario to have blown up. And then that triggers the conversation, right? Yeah. Because now you're always saying, oh, if this happened, then that could happen. It's much easier to have discussions like this with your kids before things happen, because yeah. now you're setting reference points with them in a non-emotional environment, which I think that's probably the most healthy space to oh, yeah. start developing confidence. Much more healthier. And then what you said, like once there's firefight breaks out, it's okay. We're having to negotiate in the middle of a absolute crisis versus just making sure that crisis doesn't happen in the first place. And piggybacking off that as well, I want to just to quickly hit this. When you have confidence in your own beliefs, it means that you truly understand the other person's point of view. So when your kids are confident in what they believe in and who they are as a person and how they want to interact with the world, they also understand the motives to a lesser degree. They're still kids here, but also why other kids are doing what they do. Even if that's Billy gets a little bit more aggressive when it comes to seeing 
two parents talking to each other that are in love with each other because his parents divorced or something like that where there might be an extreme situation where Billy is lashing out at the world because his parents are divorced. But it's a common situation. But your kids understanding that is something that being empathetic with Billy, that Billy's going through something that I'm not. And so I need to have a bit more empathy for his situation and understand that. And understanding that is makes your kid more understanding again, but also more confident in their own beliefs of when they interact with someone that they're not going to do that kind of stuff. And they understand why, because of the empathy they have for that other person's situation. It, it builds that confidence for your kids, especially as they get older. They're able to understand the foundation of their beliefs. So, yeah. And ultimately, I think just want to leave off on this. Respecting the opposite sex is a sign that you respect yourself. So it's you're no longer needing to seek validation from the outside world and your beliefs. When you are able to easily and clearly communicate your respect for others, you're able to show that you do have respect for yourself and your own points of view. And even if someone comes at you a little bit more aggressively in an opposite or opposing point of view, you're able to empathize with that person. You're able to understand where they're coming from. So you're understanding their points of view on a deeper level. And so when, although you, your kids may disagree with that other point of view, they're still confident in their current point of view that they have. Nick, I'll let you finish up with your perspective on that. Just how respecting the opposite sex is a sign of respect for yourself. And then uh, why don't you lead us out on this episode of Hashtag Dad Life? Sure. So I think on this one, it's an interesting one to, to leave on because where my head goes is social media and we want to find answers out there and what is everybody <laughs> else doing? And then I'll just copy and paste that for me. And this point saying respecting the opposite sex is a sign of respecting yourself that's an intrinsic situation that again it, it's complex right for young kids nonetheless it's a topic to talk about to say you need to be comfortable with yourself right i don't think that's beyond a seven eight nine year old to say just be confident in who you are and know that showing respect is respecting yourself because it goes back to the golden yep. rule that whether you're religious or not, it's treating others the way you want to be treated and being good with it starts here and it ends there with, again, you and yourself. You don't need your friend to treat everyone the exact same way for you to know what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong, right? Yep. If they do things their way, they do things their way. But ultimately it goes back to what do I believe in and knowing what I stand for. So I think that's very important. Again, just planting seeds. And I think that's our roles as parents and as adults is plant those seeds, not feel like we need to have one big conversation and hope they hang on to it for the rest of their life. It's keep bringing it up just piece by piece in those situations at school in social environments, they're going to pop up, but that's where you have these little conversations along the way. You have something to refer back to. Hey, remember when we yeah. talked about this situation? Sounds a lot like what happened today, doesn't it? Like how would you maybe handle that differently next time? And, but again, there's a reference point that we started from. There's a situation that we found ourselves in and maybe we didn't do exactly as we hoped we would. And now you can reflect and say, oh, if I find myself in that situation again, I need to do that, whatever that is. A prune and nurture mentality. You're going to cut some things back. You're going to continue to water, let it grow. And you're going to cut things back so that you have the shape and form that you want in your kids. Love that. Deal. Well, everybody, remember the next time you're tempted to dismiss or belittle the opposite sex, think about what kind of example you're setting for the next generation. 
We need to start showing respect for the opposite sex if we want our kids to do the same. Again, it starts with us. So what are your thoughts on this issue? Join the conversation by leaving a comment below. And if we've earned it, help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating and subscribe to Beyond Real Estate Podcast, please. Don't forget to share this episode with someone who might benefit from hearing it as well. Until next time, this is this time. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more of Jalen McKenna, Colorado's mortgage dad, and his take on the Colorado real estate market or just mortgages and mortgage news in general, check out the links below. Also, check out the links below for more information on products, books, or references made in this podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share.